Hey, welcome to the first official episode of Sports Corner. I am your host, Mike O'Day, and we're going to be talking about a lot of things today. Derrick Rose, Cavs Celtics trade, the MVP choice, and who wins the East, and many more. We'll get back, we'll get right into that. First things first, should Derrick Rose retire? Yeah, yeah, he should. He definitely should retire. And I'll tell you why. He's been sapped of so much explosive due to the fact that his legs can no longer apparently hold weight. The man takes a step and boom, it like breaks. He's like glass. When you are that broken down and that beaten down, it becomes impossible for you to maintain that explosiveness. I'm convinced that the doctor messed up his ACL surgery because that man should not be like this. His entire legs have fallen apart. He now has another interior ankle injury. He's he's taking a step away from the Cavs and he's reevaluating whether or not he will be continue to play basketball or not. I think that he should retire based on the fact that the way that he plays and the way that brought him joy to play, he can no longer play like that. In order for him to continue to play in this league, he would have to become a jump shooter. And at 28 years old, for you to change your entire style of play, the way you've been playing your entire life, is not impossible, but extremely, extremely, extremely hard. And that being the case, personally, from the amount of injuries that he's had, it's probably better that he just calls it quits. To be honest. He does no longer have that explosiveness from going to a premier player in the league, youngest MVP, 2011, the NBA, one of the top players, to being a barely even mediocre player, even robbed of a generational talent. And it's unfortunate, but it's the truth. Next thing, who wants Celtics and Cavs trade? A lot of people right now going, well, the Celtics, well, you know, because Kyrie Irving has been balling. He's been out here. He has been putting up buckets, 70% efficiency rating in the clutch, when down by five or less points, highest in the NBA. Celtics are leading the NBA with the best record, 17-2, and two, and probably will add on to make it 18-2 and two after tonight because they're playing the Pacers. So, you look at it like that, people go, oh, well, the Cavs, well, the Cavs are on the seventh game winning streak, and Isaiah Thomas isn't even back yet. But people are like, well, that's just LeBron, man. He's great. Yeah, LeBron's great. Not going to deny that. But the point is, well, Isaiah Thomas still isn't back yet. And when he does get back, if he's even three-fourths of what he was last year, the Cavs win that trade. Why? Because they got a lockdown defender in Jay Crowder. They have a very, very good potential center in Ante Zizek. And... And Isaiah Thomas, they have a baller. They got a baller. They got a man who can make things happen. And when that is the case, I think you have the edge. When you trade three players that are really, really, you have two, you have one really good player, you have one great player, and one potentially really good player for a generational talent. The reason they're doing so well is because they already had these pieces in place in Boston. You trade that, let's say you throw Kyrie Irving on the, I don't even know. What team is really bad right now? You throw Kyrie Irving on the Hawks right now, and those are the pieces you get back? The Hawks are not going to be doing as well as the Celtics. The Celtics have a lot of other good players on that team, which is why they're being successful. Kyrie Irving is not the only reason why. Cavs are being, Cavs are being successful based on the greatness of LeBron and LeBron alone. Once Isaiah Thomas gets back, things will change and they will turn around. MVP choice. Personally, I have to say Kyrie, which completely contradicts what I just said two seconds ago. But because 
after Gordon Hayward went down, he stepped up his game and has been balling out. It's been crazy. He's been unstoppable. He's been unguardable. He's been getting buckets. One of the top scorers in the NBA right now. But hey, when it comes down to it, it's a long season. The season just started. If he can continue at this pace, I believe that he will win the MVP. If he begins to back up and lock up on defense, he gets the MVP. That's my opinion. That's what I think happens. We're going to take a quick break. After this, we're going to talk about who wins the East, what's going on in OKC, and how the Rockets can win it all this year. We'll be right back after this. Hey, welcome back to Sports Corner. I am your host, Mike O'Day. And what we're about to get into now is who wins the East, Cavs. It's pretty obvious. If you look at the track record, uh, LeBron is unbeatable in the Eastern Conference ever since he went to the Heat and got to Cleveland. The man cannot be beaten in the conference. This is too weak, and LeBron's too good. That's just the way it is. Very simply, I don't care how good Kyrie Irving's playing. I don't care how good the Celtics look right now. Cavs, 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 Cavs. Isaiah Thomas comes back, it's game over. Cavs win it. Next subject. Oklahoma City Thunder, the OKC3. I was so hyped when I heard that. When I heard Melo was going to the Thunder after they got Paul George. And while they had Russ there, I was like, oh, man, I got these man's free sizes right now. Boy, was I wrong. 8-10 on the season. What is going on? I'll tell you what's going on. Russell Westbrook doesn't know what to do. He's confused. The last time, the last person he played with this much star power was, was with Kevin Durant. But it was just with Kevin Durant. James Harden came off the bench. It was just Durant. Him and Durant. Now he's got two stars. He's got an all-time great in Carmelo Anthony. He's got a two-way superstar in Paul George. And then you have him, Russell Westbrook. On paper, they look unbeatable. Except to Golden State, but they destroy Golden State. But then they turn around and lose to the Pistons. Because Russell Westbrook tried to take a crazy three-point shot. Which made no sense to me. And I'll tell you why. He's not a three-point shooter. He's not a three-point shooter. I don't care what anyone tries to tell me. Man can't shoot threes. Can't shoot threes. He's not a three-point shooter. And this has been the trend with lots of explosive players. If you look at John Wall. You look at... Uh, Derrick Rose in his prime. You look at Dwayne Wade. You look at LeBron James. For a very long time, they all struggled with threes. He's been trying to work on it, but he's a little late to the park. LeBron James has been working on his threes for since he's been with the Miami Heat. John Wall's been working on his three-point shooting since he entered the league because the Wizards said, yo, man, you got to shoot threes. You can't, you can't do this, man. You got to be able to shoot threes. And that's what happens. And he's trying to take clutch threes when you have Paul George and Carmelo Anthony on the floor who are both better three-point shooters than you. Pass the ball, man. Pass it. It's not hard. You do it all the time. You get lots of assists. Pass the ball. Now, Russell Westbrook has been in the mentality of, I'm going to score, I'm going to score. But before it was, let me give it to Melo, let me give it to Melo, let me give it to Paul George, let me give it to Paul George, let me give it to Melo. He didn't know, he doesn't know what to do. He needs to find that, that sweet balance between scoring and passing. He can't be so dominant on both sides. He's got to figure out a way to get in between, work it out, figure out what's going on. Otherwise, it's going to be a very bumpy road for OKC. 
how the Rockets can win it all this year. And yes, that's right. You heard me. I said the Rockets, the Houston Rockets, CP3, and James Harden, the chef, can have a chance to win it all. Why? Because they're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the NBA, next to only the Warriors. And when that's the only person that can beat you on threes, you're in good shape. They become sneaky good at defense. They have lots of defensive players they picked up in the offseason. They got P.J. Tucker. They got a whole bunch of other guys. Luke Balamute from the Clippers. I mean, they got plenty of good guys. The only thing that would prevent them is if James Harden can't guard up. If James Harden steps up his game and is able to guard Klay Thompson, we already know CP3 is going to play defense. You already know. CP3 is going to get it done. CP3 is going to come through. You already know. So I'm not worried about CP3. I'm worried about Harden. The rest of those players who play D, they are good defensive players. They're still good defense. If they can just lock up, because if you watch how the OKC and Golden State game went, the Thunder played pesky, hard defense. They went hard at them. When you mess them up on the offensive end, it messes with their rhythm, messes with their flow. They're not used to being shut down. So when they go in there and they get frustrated, you saw Draymond Green. He was shoving people. You saw KD getting up in Russ's face. You saw that. Everyone saw that. It throws them off their game. If they can just guard up on them, they can win this. I guarantee you, they can win it. But they just have to do that consistently. We'll be right back after this segment. We're going to take a quick break. I'll see you right back. Right here at Sport Corner, I'm your host, Michael Day. Catch you in a bit. Hey, welcome to the third segment of our first episode at Sports Corner. I am your host, Mike O'Day. And now I'm going to talk about tonight's matchups. Tonight we got the New York Knicks versus the Houston Rockets. I predict Houston to win this game based on the fact that New York is one of the worst three-point defensive teams in the NBA. And Houston is one of the best three-point shooting teams in the NBA. Not a great combination. San Antonio Spurs versus the Charlotte Hornets. Duh, San Antonio. The claw is going to come in big. Magic versus the 76ers. Obviously, I'm going to go with the 76ers. Joel Embiid has been balling out. So is Ben Simmons. They've been getting stuff done. Mark, maybe Markov Foles will be able to pick up his game a little bit. We don't know. We'll get into it. Blazers versus the Wizards. John Wall is hurt. So I'm going to give it to the Blazers. I'd probably give it to the Blazers anyway, just based on the fact that Justin Nurk might be the game-deciding thing between Dame and John Wall. But with John Wall out... Got to give it to the Blazers. C.J. McCollum and Dame, man, they're tough to beat. All right, Toronto Raptors versus Atlanta Hawks. Toronto, obviously, because Atlanta is garbage. I don't know how they figured out a way to beat the Knicks, but they are definitely not beating Toronto. Celtics versus Pacers. Obviously, the Celtics are about to go 18-2 on the year. Kyrie Irving is going to sauce up. They are getting ready to go. Victor Oladipo is not going to beat them. Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Mavericks. Mavericks have been struggling and so is OKC, but just based on the amount of talent on OKC's roster, I have to give it to OKC. New Orleans Pelicans versus Golden State Warriors. Got to give it to the Warriors because we saw this movie already. Golden State beat the Pelicans earlier this year. Likely the same thing will happen again. Bucks versus the Jazz. Rudy Gobert is still hurt, so I'm going to have to give it to the Bucks just based on Giannis. Ability and plus, they are not a great offensive team in the first place. The Jazz struggle on the offensive end significantly. Los Angeles Kippers versus Sacramento Kings. Both teams suck. Only difference is which team sucks more. That's the Kings because they are garbage. So, I'm giving it to the Clippers. Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, they'll get it done, even without Patrick Beverly. Next topic I want to dig into. Did the 
Did the Knicks and the Pacers win the trade with OKC? To many, the answer is yes. But as a diehard Knicks fan, I'm telling you right now, the answer is no, of course not, they didn't win. What does it matter with you? Of course they didn't win the trade. Ennis Cantor, great, is a great center. Ennis Cantor, uh, 64% field goal percentage, fourth in the league, averages a double-double. Dougie McBuckets has been getting buckets. Still not, Car- neither of them are Carmelo Anthony. Victor Oladipo is no Paul George. As well as he has been playing, they still lost. And I'll tell you why. Because once Russ finally figures out that happy medium, okay, so he's going to bounce back. I guarantee it. And I'm letting you know right now. The Ball family. This was one was requested by one of my listeners. LeVar Ball. I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to get political. I don't want this to be a political station. I don't want politics to get into the sports. I hate when people do that. It should be separate. Sports and politics, keep them away. But the length of LeVar Ball will go to promote the big baller brand. Do not stop. He will go anywhere to promote the big baller brand. Even though no one wants to buy his $50 sweatshirts and $500 sneakers for players that aren't even good. And one isn't even in the NBA. Apparently he'll be creating his own shoe. He will be the only one wearing it. Guaranteed. That's all I'm going to say on the Ball family. I think they're idiots. I can't stand any of them. Lonzo Ball, highly overrated. LaMelo Ball, idiot. Lonzo Ball, definitely an idiot. Tried to rob Louis Vuitton stores in China. LaVar Ball, I don't, I don't, there's no word that can describe that I'm allowed to say on my show to describe him. That's all for today. Thank you all for listening in. This is your host, Michael Day Sports Corner. I'll be hitting you back up next, next time, and I will let you guys know. Leave, show some love. Hit me up. Let me know what you guys think. Appreciate all of you. Thank you for all the people who tuned in and listened. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good night.